As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the Must Hear Music Podcast. Uh, I'm sitting here with Aaron Strecker. Hey! As well as Chris Payne. Yo, what's up? And my name is Joe Lynch. And before we start, uh, I wanted to do a serious moment, an actual serious thing. Uh, I just, and you know, like obviously terrible things happen throughout the world constantly, but recently something happened that affected music fans. There were over 80 of them just gunned down pointlessly and mercilessly uh, seeing an Eagles of Death Metal concert, and that's just shitty, and the people who did it are shitty, and it's shitty that things like that happen in the world, but it's important to remember that ultimately, even though they might not make the news, there's more people who don't suck out there than the ones that do suck. And history has shown us, if anything, the progressive people are the ones that win, ultimately. So I just wanted to say that, and with that, uh, let's move on to things that are not quite as depressing. We're good people. Yeah. we. I think we fall into that. We're going to win. We're going <laughs> to win, guys. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so aside from that, aside from Paris, um, you know, it seems it seems silly to talk about other stuff, but what the hell? That's what we're going to do. So uh, let's start with, we have another new Adele song. Mm-hmm. The song is called When We Were Young, and this is the second full song we've heard from 25. Uh, and we, it's, so the version we have is like a live version technically, it's like live from the studio, or what's what's the deal with this? Yeah, it's like live from some specific studio, so the video shows about a minute of her kind of prepping and getting ready, and then a live recording. So it probably differs very, very slightly from the uh, studio version. Of course, her album drops today. Yeah, by yeah, the time Friday. this podcast yeah. posts up, this album so we will be out. So we haven't heard that yet, but um, yeah, so it's slightly different, but we're going to be talking about that version but um, yeah, I love this song. I lo- I personally love this song more than Hello. Speaking with other people, I know that that's maybe a minority opinion. Um, but I liked it from the get go, and I like it more and more. Um, 
uh, the more I listen to it. I really like the line, you look like a movie, you sound like a song. I don't know. I feel like it's like a really good slow burner and then like halfway through the song, and this may be uh, particular to the video, the, the live version video that we were watching. But it feels like she just like really gets going and like hits Picadel and she's so into it and it's it's so fun to watch her perform and so I think that definitely adds to the enjoyment of the song. But it's really great and I think it's funny that she's talking about when we were young and she's twenty six years old. Um, that, it's fine, it, but isn't it's she twenty seven now. But you're right, it is kind well, of the album's called twenty five. So regardless right. of what age she is in her twenties, she's I, I think it's funny that you know she sings like this right. fifty year old woman. But it totally works, so she should keep doing what she, she's doing. She's an old soul. Yeah. Because she was saying that the song's about, like, being at a party when you're 50 or something and seeing all the young people and, like, seeing your past through them and, like, all the things you've been through with those people and the love and the friendship. And we're like, yeah, you're still pretty young, Adele. It's fine. Adele can sing about whatever she wants. Yeah, well, Katy Perry had that whole video. I th- Was it Unconditionally, the one where... She imagines herself an old lady, like looking back on her life. I think it was something <laughs> off Teenage Dream, but yeah. Was it? I Anyways, think, but, yeah, but yes, you're but, totally right. But yeah, I feel like there's Titanic woman. There's a yeah, kind of like a a fetish thing people have, like in in music in general, like to imagine yourself an old person, like looking back on your life, even though you're just well. Also, Lady Gaga did an SNL skit where that was the essence. That was of funny it. though. That was funny though. That was good. That one yeah. was actually good. Anyway, so this is like a thing people do. Um, but yeah, so yeah, this Adele song, I, when I first listened to it, I did not like it and I didn't like it cause I was like, oh, it's just not that catchy. And even though like hello doesn't seem catchy, like it is really hooky and listening to this, I was like, oh, this just isn't as much, I don't want to say fun cause it's not like hello is fun, but it's like fun to get into the spirit of it. But after like I sat on it and 24 hours later I listened to it and I was like, okay, this is a really good song. This is like solid. It's not like a single. Well, fuck, maybe it is a single. I don't know. <laughs> but I don't believe it is uh, going to be a single. It seems like an album track, but it's just really solid and like well put together and her voice sounds great. So I'm, I think it's, it's a slow, more of a slow burn sort of thing. Like hello, like definitely hit you the first time and made an impression. Yeah, it's interesting the way it's being presented to us too, and we have we already said this, but the caveat is that you're listening to this in the future. We are speaking from the past context of not having yet heard the studio version of Twenty Five in its entirety, but we're getting this new song via like a live studio recording setting, which is probably a little bit more stripped down than the the album version will be. Normally, it's the other way around, where you get to like first sink into that more immersive experience of the the studio treatment of the song and then hear like the stripped down raw live this is the other way yeah so but you I, know. I felt similar to you joe about right. liking i liked hello more this one it's i enjoy her vocals a lot on it twisting and turning with that melody but i'm i think i'm looking for more of that that sweeping adele production that you had in hello yeah well, but maybe I'll get wow. that on the album we'll track. Find I did out. not I feel expect. Like... I did not expect this. I'm gonna be honest. Wait, what were you expecting? I don't. I, I guess. I guess honestly, I should have expected this, but I just. I liked it so much more than Hello, and I know that that is not a popular opinion. Mm. So to hear both of your points, like I totally agree. I, on like one hand, I agree with them, and I totally see where you're coming from. But at the same time, I feel like this might. I haven't heard the rest of the album yet, but I feel like this could easily be my favorite song on the album. Hmm. Wow. I know. Bold I mean, words. Like I said, you know, it took me 24 hours. Like maybe 48 hours from now, I'm gonna be like 
this is my favorite song of all time. <laughs> this That's is probably not going to happen, new. but I am jealous of my future self because that future self is going to be listening to the Adele album, and I'm very excited for that. It's true. Um, I have to say, well, anyways, well, yeah, so we'll we'll get on to, I was going to jump out, but yeah, let's, let's listen to it. So it's Adele, When We Were Young, uh, and it's from 25, which of, is available now. when we were young um all right i'm gonna do one of let's let's rewind it back to last week's big release well one of last week's big releases um so justin bieber dropped purpose on the same day that a little band called one direction dropped made in the am uh we had talked about a couple of the bieber tracks on this podcast not as many as i wanted to because it kind of coincided with the period where we took a break um, that when the the Big Bieber hits, like Sorry and What Do You Mean came out. So we didn't really get to dive into those, which is unfortunate because those, I think, are like two of my favorite songs of this year. They're just like constantly in my head and they're so new and fresh, at least in terms of like top 10 hit pop music, really top 40. Like there's not a lot of uh, like tropical EDM stuff hitting the pop charts, but Anyway, so I wanted to do one of the songs from the Bieber album because it's a solid album. I don't think it's per, you know, it's a Justin Bieber album. Like some of it's a little too saccharine, a little too, you know, like repetitive, but there are some like highlight album tracks. And the one I wanted to call out was his Halsey duet, The Feeling, which I think is just, they performed it um, today for us, but for you listening now a few days ago uh, on the Today Show in New York and like, Justin like totally sold it like he was like touching Halsey's face and like caressing her as if they were like in deeply in love um I'm sure that they had like probably barely have a personal friendship you know this they probably like met once and then went on stage um but but still it's uh the point is this really kind of romantic duet and he's selling it really well and it has a nice hook to it. So this was one of my favorites from the album. But I'm curious what you guys think about it and what like else stood out to you on the the Purpose album. I re- yeah, I agree with you, Joe, that this is one of my favorite songs on the album. I think, think their voices meld together really well. I really liked the Today Show performance. I think it's really smart on Bieber's part to get in on that Halsey train. And mm-hmm. I think it's smart on her part, obviously, to introduce... She's already had such such great success with her debut LP, but this is obviously a whole new, bigger audience for her. And there was a following their Today Show performance this morning, um, an old tweet of hers uh, surfaced. I believe she retweeted it again this morning, where she was like, "I'm not I'm not going to quote it directly, but she basically said like, even if you don't like Justin, like you can't deny that he puts on like good show and has good songs." And I feel like this performance and this song was really a way that highlighted her point to that. Mm-hmm. Sea pain. Yeah, it's an enjoyable song. What, what, one thing that gets me about the album, I, I honestly never listened to a Justin Bieber album all the way through before, before this one. And uh, I, I really enjoy 
a good portion of the album. It makes me wonder, though, like, because the production on it is so spot on and his vocals are often very understated. It kind of has me wondering all throughout the album, am I really loving Bieber and what he did on this or am I just sort of loving this big production that has sort of been led by producers like Diplo and Skrillex and he's just sort of like the the vocalist they need to give it the... Uh, the star power. But anyway, th- this track for me and that is kind of a microcosm because Halsey's vocals and even on the hook have such like a pull on it. And Bieber is even more understated because he's sort of like, I think Halsey kind of outsinks him on this. I like her part better. And it's, it's like, hmm, I really enjoy the experience of this album, but it just makes you think about how much of it is like a Bieber thing. The artistry of Bieber. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely working with a bunch of new guys in this album, and the whole EDM thing is him clearly going in a different direction. So, yeah, it's definitely interesting to wonder how much of that is coming from him and how much of it is a team behind him. I mean, in terms of the finished product, I mean, as with any pop artist, it's hard to say, like, how much were they really in there, you know, being like, no, I want the the bass to drop here. Or like, can you give it a little fuzzy sound? Like, who knows if Justin Bieber is, like, in the studio doing that. I mean, I wasn't really so much getting at that. I mean, that's true of, like, pretty much anyone to some extent who works with producers. I meant more just, like, what his vocals... He's not doing, like, the kind of vocal acrobatics with his vocals front and center in the mix like he was mm-hmm. on, like before this album, like on, on like those the early Bieber singles. Right, yeah. What I was more getting at is like, I just straight up what I enjoy more out of it, regardless of who did it, is the production and like the songsmith of this is yeah. what I'm going there for. And I think you got to give him credit though for like choosing these people or, you know, maybe Scooter was involved in that too, his manager Scooter Braun. But like yeah, I mean, making yeah. the choice that like this will be his direction I think is is pretty savvy, and it was risky. Like it could have could have gone totally the other backfired. way. We could be sitting here talking about how Bieber's done. The safest thing would have been, honestly, to kind of go the route that One Direction is going, which is like model yourself after an established like adult pop group, like Maroon Five or something like that. You know, like they're. I'm trying to think of the name of the song they had that sounded just well. Drag Me Down sounds like Maroon Five, basically. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I mean, he's like sort of quote unquote breaking new ground with this. Um, not in, not in like sure. music, but in like number one pop hits, certainly. Uh, so I don't know. I give him credit for that. But I hear what you're saying. For one thing, well, the first time I listened to the album of the new songs I was hearing for the first time, besides the obvious singles, my favorite song was Love Yourself, which is a much more minimal song with just a lot of Bieber. And yeah. I, th- I think it's... I think there's guitar. I know it's yeah, more minimal. There's I'm, some guitar. Yeah, it was more of like a Bieber and guitar kind of slow jam song. So I do enjoy that side of it too. Yeah, and that one's kind of a diss track. You got Bieber being a little, little yeah. being bitchy Bieber. Yeah. Um. But yeah. All right. So let's let's listen to a little of Justin Bieber and Halsey. Uh, the feeling is the song. Notorious for thinking you're beautiful instead of hot now. JB and Halsey. Uh, next, let's do a C pain pick. We've got Untouchable from Pusha T. 
Pusha T, who Billboard, let me toot our own horn for a second, Billboard exclusively Thank revealed you. was the new president of Kanye West's Good Music, I think earlier this it week. It should be more like an air horn. I, I, how do you, I can't really do an air uh, horn. Uh, I don't know if that's going to sound uh, like No. <laughs> Maybe we should have just passed on that. Uh, I think my air horn was all right. It sounded pretty good. Anyways, so so yeah, so uh, Pusha has a new song. It samples uh, an old Biggie verse from a Pudgy song, and you picked it, Chris. So what yeah. would you? What I mean, you I love in? Pusha T. Like clips, done some of my all-time huge clips fanboy. Um, so yeah, I really, I really love Pusha that he's still doing big things, and really like getting just the trajectory on him is just keeps going higher. So. I'm, it's 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 absolutely nothing like like oh he's still doing it. it's like oh shit he's making moves right so I would think like you never you never exactly know but I would think this is like a harbinger of a new album cycle following up my name is my name from a couple years ago and in that sense the track itself reminds me a lot of numbers on the board which sort of announced the arrival of that previous album cycle and that. There's no featured guest artist aside from the Biggie sample. It's just like several verses of Pusha just saying what's up with him right now, like giving the Pusha persona of the moment with a very minimal sample. That's like the the, the you know the um the blueprint for this track, and that's what Numbers on the Board was. I think I like Numbers on the Board a decent amount better than this one, but man, it's just like Pusha giving it to you straight. Like he's. He's like been a drug dealer who never got caught, never went to jail, winning rap. He's like I'm winning that, winning winning the rap game, winning everything, but his his lyricism is so strong that even though he might be saying a lot of things that are kind of tropes of hip hop, he's using like biblical imagery and like deep references to like specific rap beefs to get this across. I find that really really interesting. Yeah, no, you're, I mean, you said it <clears throat> better than than I could have uh, put it together. But yeah, this song is is great. I agree that, um, you know, the, the lead one from his last album, Numbers on the Board, hit a little bit harder. But I honestly, like, that was maybe my favorite song of that year. Like, definitely mm. top five. Yeah. Like, it was just so good. So I'm not, like, so to say this isn't as good is being like, oh, but it's still, like, fucking incredible. Like, this is just... A great song. I think there's a lot of people who kind of will grab a, an old Biggie or a Tupac sample and kind of use it as a crutch. And like mm-hmm. this one is really just like kind of part of the background noise. Like it's not one of the, it's not like a gimmick, you know? Um, it's just part of the, this overall great sound. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's a killer track. I'm, I'm all about it. Yeah, I think he was angrier on numbers on the board. Like, he had more of a chip on his shoulder. And, like, even the beat, the way, like, mm, mm, was just, like, coming at you more. Yeah. Where this one, this one, he's more, like, shining because, like, of his success. Yeah. The past couple years of good music. With numbers on the board, he still hadn't done, like, a debut solo album. So I guess he was more, like, angry. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. 
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Then. Yeah. Now he's uh, pres- President Push. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's listen to it. So it's called Untouchable. New song from uh, uh, the upcoming King Push album, which is, uh, I don't think has a release date, but the song's called Untouchable. The Linux, half a million paralleled, and ain't nothing rented. Yeah, wearing dry fit in my shit. It rides a little better in the cockpit. Untouchable, uncrushable. Alright, that's new push a T. Uh next up, let's talk about Aaron, which was the One Direction song you wanted to Um, we can talk about Olivia. Let's talk about Olivia. Great, let's talk about her. Alright, so the uh so we talked about Bieber. It's same day One Direction album came out. It's looking like, um, well, yeah, by the time this podcast comes out, it still won't be certain, but it, it's fairly certain that Bieber's album is going to outsell One Direction in the U.S., which is not a huge shock. I think he's on an upswing, and they're definitely kind of like closing a chapter, which is always a little less exciting. Um, but yeah, so Aaron and I both have a lot of uh, conflicting thoughts about this album, but one thing we definitely agree on is the song Olivia. From Made in the AM. So, Aaron, what do you love about Olivia? I just think it's a really great, really simple um, pop song, kind of like early Beatles-esque. And I, the thing that I think is really interesting about this album in general is on their last album, I think they were really trying to be an adult pop band, kind of like you were talking about earlier with, Mar- with Maroon 5. Mm-hmm. And this album, I feel like, and I don't mean this as a diss, but I feel like they just like didn't try to be an adult band at all, and instead tried to give fans like one more hit of like the early stuff mm-hmm. and of like the boy band, just like simple choruses that are catchy and like remind you of summer and being carefree and all that good boy band jazz as the kind of their farewell. Whereas Bieber, obviously, we were talking like stretched right. and had brought in the EDM influences and all that. And I think Olivia is one of their better songs. Um, in that vein of just trying to give give a simple catchy pop song um that's like kind of like a pure bliss type thing and it's uh, so i'm thinking i'm like thinking a step ahead and thinking like they're less successful on some of their songs where they try to do that but i feel like olivia is a, is one where they really like nail that cool yeah i actually have not gotten the chancels into the one d album yet um, but I'm very encouraged, Aaron, by all the things you said about it in that synopsis, because I was bored by the last album and that adult pop direction. And you, you remember, like, we for people listening, Aaron and I sit next to each other, and Friday morning, I was like, yo, Aaron, those two knew the Bieber and the 1D, they're both on Spotify, right? And you were like, yeah. <laughs> but I basically just dove in with Bieber and as far as new albums and yeah, I mean, I haven't fully even worked my way. I listened to some of it, but I haven't fully worked my way through Bieber yet. Um, he have just never been a super fan of his, and I like I appreciate the risks he's taking right now. But if I'm listening to just like boy band pop, like I'm gonna check out some One D. 
I'm Jojo is rolling his eyes at me. <laughs> no. He hates everything I'm saying. No, no, I totally. You should check out the full Bieber. I, I, and I, I mean, I know I we saw the full will. Bieber a month ago. Although it's 20 <laughs> tracks long that's and it lags at the. Well, that's the. For some reason, only the special edition is on Spotify, and those last two tracks lag. Yeah. But the acoustic, what do you mean, is cool? I've I heard think. that. I agree. I, I okay. like. I but like you're right. It does. It totally lags. The first like five or six though. Fire. Yeah. It tracks some, that some bangers. Um, but yeah, so Olivia, I it's definitely one of the highlights of the 1D album for me. Um, I think you're right in that kind of has that Beatles-y thing, early Beatles. It specifically like reminds me of the kind of McCartney stuff like Your Mother Should Know, which was kind of his like version of what was called like, British Music Hall, which was kind of like the pre-rock and roll era when people would just get up and do like vaudeville like pop shtick um on stage so it's a very like british sound that we kind of know as americans through the paul (laughs) mccartney lens uh and that's like kind of what this is this kind of like fun goofy sing-along thing um and i think that's great i think it works for them i mean it's it's certainly not beatles levels but you know it's like it's a it's a goofy fun song that i appreciate they have on the album like it's not a wholly self-serious thing and you know and then there are the like more somber, meaningful moments too, um, but yeah, the w- same thing with the One D album. I mean, towards the end, it really drags. Right. Although I want to say that I'm gonna differ from you, and I think in the same t- vein as Olivia, but not quite to the same extent. Um, I'm gonna write you a song or whatever that one is called. Yeah, I think it's really sweet I and cute. It's so one. basic. I'm not so saying gross. it's it's some crazy technical achievement, but I think in terms of earwormy, simple pop, it's one of their best. And I know I fully disagree. Uh, temporary fix is really fun though. Temporary too. fix is really fun, but I feel like temporary fix is more in the vein of some of their like we're gonna be more adult now, like drag me down and temporary fix. I could feel mm-hmm. like on like Adam Levine could sing temporary fix. Oh. That cuts me right to the core. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to ask myself some serious questions if I like that. Um, anyways, let's, let's let's listen to it. So it's One Direction from the new album. It's called Olivia. Um, if you don't check out the full album, totally understandable. But I would recommend this song. So here it is. Yeah, I didn't give you enough, and all of your friends were saying I'd be leaving you. She's lying in bed with my t-shirt on, just thinking how I went about it wrong. This isn't the stain of a red wine. I'm bleeding look. Alright, that's some new 1D. Uh, next up, I can't believe I didn't get to this earlier. I'm so excited about this song. So we have New Missy Elliott featuring Pharrell. Song is called WTF which I believe stands for what the fuck. <laughs> um, I have to look that one up on uh, the Google. But anyways, no. So Missy is uh, one of the all-time best just packages in terms of hip-hop artists. She really had... I, I you know, She doesn't have a bad album, and she had like a run of maybe three that were just like the most forward-thinking hip-hop albums of their time. And I think her last one was 2006, and she never officially retired... Um, she did have health problems, but, you know, she always would come up in interviews and be like, yeah, I'm working on an album. It's coming out in the next few years. And nine years later, we still don't have an album. Uh, we do, however, have this song and a crazy video to go with it. And they're just fantastic. Like, 
and it's a very the one thing I will say it's very repetitive. I've talked to some people who don't like it. I totally can see why it would be possibly grating, but I find it the it's got just a really insane wild groove that she just like works over and over um which is like Missy Elliott's thing. Like she made a career out of making weird sounds that you wouldn't expect to hear in a hip hop song and this kind of follows in that vein. And you can tell Pharrell's involved in it because the bass line is like pretty slinky and a little slightly sensual but then there's also the like Missy Elliott element which just adds that like completely unrepentant weirdness to the point where like some people are like oh it's like almost just too much noise but for me like that's I'm all about the line like straddling the line between um like a cool hook and something that's almost irritating um so yeah so that's the new Missy I'm just like dying over it i love it what but what do you guys think i agree with a lot of what you were saying i really really liked it i particularly like the great drum beat all the percussion stuff as it was kind of would kind of go in and out i was like i want to listen to this more and more yeah i enjoyed it um hmm i'm just i'm wondering if it's gonna hold up to a lot of the expectations i've seen people attaching to it like do you think this will do well um, I'm going to say no, but I feel like that's really more a, a product of the industry slash society, man. Yeah. Okay. Because, I mean, you know, she's middle-aged rap. I mean, middle. it's hard for any middle-aged pop star, but we've also just never had uh, a female rapper past 40, like, deliver hits. Yeah. I mean, okay. So fair enough. So yeah, I like the song. The beat is cool. I think... It's a really awesome thing in its own world, potentially, and it would be cool if a track like this was big. But yeah, it's. I just. I wonder, like, how, like the like the kids who are making Fetty pop right now, who love that, mm-hmm. or like Nikki or Ray Strimmer. I wonder, like, do they know what we're saying about like Missy Elliott? Like, do they feel that? I don't know. That I mean, that's a question I 100% can't answer. Yeah, who knows? But yeah, like working with Pharrell that like big like boom 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 like that big like overinflated bass sound and like missy just going in yeah it's awesome yeah i mean i hope that at the very least like an album comes out and it finds an audience i mean i'm not expecting it to be like as big as she was with under construction but like still received in the same way um that like I guess other quote unquote past their prime rappers are who are still like totally respected, you know, like maybe it's not going to hit, it's not going to hit the radio, but like it's going to like do well sales wise that first week yeah. and it'll get good reviews and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's, that's what I'm hoping for. Um, Cause really, I mean, rap is a relatively new genre and we've only had like a couple people who have successfully aged and, well, I don't want to say like the others didn't successfully age, but who have managed to age as well as like keep their like pop charts, yeah, uh, you know, savvy or supremacy or whatever. Um, so it's and you know like is is one of those going to be her? Like probably not because she has health problems and like quite frankly she just like can't do the promotion that a lot of other people can. Like she's not capable of being in the public eye it seems or you know either that or she's just chosen not to. I know she's also a comparatively shy person than like Jay-Z is. Um and you know when you're not like constantly promoting yourself, you know, that that's also going to work against you especially with radio. 
Um, but but anyways, yeah. So let's listen to it. So it's it's Missy Elliott featuring Pharrell. WTF. Alright, that's the new Missy. And next and last, we got New Pains of Being Pure at Heart. Wow, this this song new, is so out of place. New this bunch yeah. of artists. <laughs> new Pains from C-Pain. Although, I guess what makes it familiar to people is the song Laid, which a lot of people know. If not through the fact that it was like a British rock band set, but because it was covered and became big in the American Pie soundtrack series. That's how I heard it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I couldn't place it at first. So, yeah. So, this song. That's how I first heard it, too. Um, it's like I didn't know what, like, this British rock band James was when I was, like, 14. Like, yeah. That's how I know what it is. Yeah. So, the new Pains that Chris picked is a cover of Pains. Or, it's Pains of Being Pure at Heart covering British rock band James, their hit Laid, which is kind of like their only recognizable U.S. hit. Like, I know. But many hits. They Actually, were big in Britain. did a great interview with that band in Billboard like a year ago. They oh, are, yeah. I remember that. Really? Wow. that That's very obscure and great that you remember that. Huh. But, yeah. They, they, they were really, they went in and just gave a great talk. But, anyway, yeah. Made first by... James, the band, popularized in America by Matt Nathanson for the American Pie series, and now covered by Pains of Being Pure at Heart, who are an indie pop band from Brooklyn. Wow. <laughs> um, but do we want to say something about the song? Yeah, like- it's um, it's actually not the, the front man of the band is Kip Berman, but this is uh, Jen Goma, who's another member of the band, and does mostly backing vocals, but occasional lead vocals. She's been in the band for a year or two since their last album cycle. And yeah, she. this is one of my all-time favorite just like guitar pop songs. It's awesome lyrics, short and sweet, really good melody, great hook, and she sings it well. It's timeless, I think. Yeah, I mean, if you like don't think you know the song like you definitely like will know it when you hear it like it's just one of those songs that's like always but well one it's an american pie and like it definitely like is just kind of always in the background on like some college leaning radio station but i thought they did a really nice cover it was cool to hear um you just said her name and i forgot what her name was Jen already Goma. yeah it was also in sunny day in glasgow oh i didn't know that you are armed with facts today I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm reading some of these off a sheet <laughs> don't you're ruining the uh the illusion for people listening um no yeah it, it's cool to hear her sing on this and uh you know i don't honestly know that much about james like i basically i know that they opened for morrissey on a tour like i know that was i think kind of their big break but this makes me want to like look come along them. james <laughs> come along blokes and we've broken out Don't the British accent, meat. Oh, so it's time. Yeah, so Aaron Don't is kill just... any poor animals or I'll murder your family. That was a terrible Morris impersonation. <laughs> um, Aaron, do you have thoughts about this uh, song, Laid, this no. cover of Laid? Oh, wow. Well, we're just going to end it there. Aaron, do you like any of the American Pie soundtracks? <laughs> Um, you know what? I think at one point I had the original American Pie soundtrack. Oh, nice. 
I, I couldn't really tell you anything that was on. Well, yes, I could. That one, um, it, it's been one week since you looked at Oh, yeah, Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah, Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah. I knew that song. Oh, that's just a classic. Um, yeah. There's... But I remember that that song was on that soundtrack. One of my high school friends, his uh, older brother, who was friends with Sean William Scott, or perhaps still is, Whoa. actually <laughs> makes a cameo as a bartender in American Pie 3, which I think is actually called American Wedding. Oh, yeah, is, is it, it the is. scene where they first come back to, to the hometown and they like hit the bar? I and they think meet, so. And they meet the girl and she's like, I'm a lesbian. Yes. Is it that? It's yeah. that scene. Yeah, so, okay. Uh, so that's that's my claim to American Pie fame. Incredible. That I know someone who is related to someone who has a 10-second role in Incredible. that movie. Were you really popular in high school? Um, Let's just say, yeah. Let's say I, I dropped that at parties, and it kind of... It really works. Yeah. There's People a wanted to be my friend. In American Pie, or American Reunion, where these they're on a like a lake at a beach and these kids steal their jet skis so sean william scott just goes and poops in their cooler oh my god sean william scott (laughs) role models which he is in is awesome i will definitely go to bat for that uh that's him and paul rudd so So, superior to the american pie series so took a quick detour through sean william scott's (laughs) filmography and uh totally expecting that's all we have to say for the this week's sean william scott podcast uh we'll be back next week talking about (laughs) the early years yeah actually oh god now this is i did just see jason biggs on broadway (laughs) and he was actually pretty good so uh a lot of american pie in my life lately this is this is weird i don't know i don't like it um, anyway, so yeah, so let's listen to, God, that that was a really long tangent. Let's listen to Paints It Being Pure at Heart, covering James' song, Laid. All right, that was Pains of Being Pure at Heart and an in-depth discussion of Sean William Scott's life. And that's all we got this week. So thank you for listening. If you have any recommendations, tweet them in. Uh, we'll be back next week with some – or actually, you know, next week is Thanksgiving week, I just realized. So we'll probably have a week off, and then we'll be back in two weeks. Or as our friends across the pond call it, a fortnight. Stop it. (laughs) As I was doing it, I was like, I hate myself, but I'm going for it. Uh, Anyways, okay. Thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate it. We'll see you next time. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.